Joe Biden has been a politician for almost 50 years. Back when he ran for president in 1988, the media back then even called him out for being dishonest. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I find it hard to believe that when I graduated high school in 1972, Joe Biden was running for the United States Senate. He had been a county councilman for about two years following his uh, getting a degree somehow some way in law school and when he ran for president remember he ran several times not just once three times total he did get called out back when we actually had somewhat of a media now it's been going downhill oh for about 50 years But at least back in the 1980s, they were occasionally fair and occasionally balanced and occasionally honest. Today, that's not the case. So Joe Biden, who is now the 46th president of the United States, was elected to the Senate six times, re-elected six times. He became a defender of Israel when he was a senator, but now as president, and back when he was vice president under Obama, he was turning his back on Israel. Joe Biden, it's obvious, this is just an observation, it's not a judgment, it's just an observation, has sold out to politics. He's defied his own church body, the Roman Catholic Church, on the church's very powerful, and I will also say correct teaching, on abortion. I don't care if you're Protestant, I don't care if you're Jewish, I don't care if you're Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Pentecostal holiness, it doesn't matter. The Bible is emphatically clear that taking the life of a child in the womb is considered an act of of murder, not killing, murder, which is a deliberate killing of the innocent. Yet as a, as a Democrat now to, to be a big wig in your own party, you have to sell out and give in to abortion on demand, no matter how bizarre, like, you know, his running mate, Kamala Harris, she doesn't like to answer these questions, but she is on record as you know, thinking that we should have a post-birth abortion. If you're not happy with what you see, kill it. This is what we have going on today in our, in our political realm. Even some Republicans, so, so-called conservatives, are wishy-washy on this issue. That's why I've got issues with rhinos, the Republicans in name only, in name only or, or some Christians in name only, the Kinos or the China. What do you want to call them? 
Christians in name only, Catholics in name only, Republicans in name only. They all play this bizarro political game. Joe Biden. Joe Biden can be whatever the wind is blowing today. Joe Biden can put his finger in the air. And up until recent years, when his mental ability was pretty well intact, he was a very clever politician. He knew how to play it. He also knows how to lie and how to and how to count on your short memory for all the lies that he has told over the years. When Biden ran for office this go round, let's let's go back to 2008. When Biden ran for office in 2008, he made some pretty unusual remarks that if they had been said by a Republican, would have gotten him thrown out of the the race early on. The first sort of mainstream African-American who was articulate and bright and and, and clean and a nice-looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. So that's Joe Biden back in uh, 2008 running for president against Barack Obama who was the chosen one. They cast Hillary off to the side. We all know that. And and she expected her turn, and she was supposed to be president in, in 2016. We'll talk about what went wrong there in a little bit. Political expediency is what Joe Biden has lived on all his life. How does a person that is a United States senator end up owning multiple pieces of real estate worth in the millions of dollars. Where does the money come from? And I've often asked myself that question. You look at his son making millions of dollars with zero qualifications. That that goes without saying. You know, when Biden ran for office this time, this time, the 2020 election, the press they never asked him any real questions, all softball questions. And he he controlled all the interviews and narratives, or I shouldn't say he did. His team controlled everything you were allowed to, to hear or see. They say that he would be up for a while in the morning, and by 10 o'clock in the morning, he was done for the day. And you want me to believe that this man that did not campaign could only get a dozen people to a rally somehow walked away with more votes than any other presidential candidate in history? I'm having a hard time still believing that. I'm still convinced there's a lot of election thievery that went on and the pandemic was their cover to pull it off. After all, they thought they had it in the bag in 2016. They had four years to figure it out, how to how to get back Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and even because of Georgia being at a tipping point because of Metro Atlanta. Everybody comes from all over the country, like from California, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New York. A lot of companies resettle and move into Metro Atlanta which has made it a Democrat sewer for, for a long, long time. The city, the city has grown immensely, but its leadership is mentally incompetent. They're, they're terrible. Why do you think 
some of the suburbs like Buckhead want to break away because of all the political correct nonsense they're having to put up with and people getting shot and killed and the police doing nothing about it. Once again, wokesters running government and you get what you vote for. But like I say, the the press has never really asked Joe Biden this go-around any real questions. The mainstream media today... They make up 90% of our media offerings, and they're controlled. They're controlled by a tiny group of tech companies and a handful of media monopolies. Orwell's Ministry of Truth is well embedded at ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post. And, And look at all the other media they control. Disney controls a lot of it. Uh... You just look, Comcast owns a lot of it. They think about all these companies, they're, they're, even your internet service providers coming into your home are all tied back to a small group of companies. It's, it's a virtual monopoly on information, technology, what you can see, what you can hear. And if you're having a hard time realizing that Google is not your friend, even limiting the things you're allowed to find, read, and see. I'm telling you, the media today is truly the Orwellian ministry of truth. I can't say that enough. Google spies on you and sells you out. All those free things they give you, like Gmail, hey, little secret, they are reading all of your email. Number one, yes, Google reads your email. If you have a Gmail account, anything you write to anybody, they're reading. You gave them permission when you signed up. It's in the user agreement that you always go past when you're hitting that accept. Yeah, I'll take that free service. The same is true with your documents. They get to read anything you put up there. So be be careful where you put your stuff. You just handed it over to Google, a multi-billion dollar enterprise that makes billions of dollars selling secrets about you and their maps to the government. Even your local government probably uses Google mapping and layers for all that they do. Google knows everything about you and your community and your city. And they trade that information for billions upon billions of dollars every week. By the way, If you have a Gmail account, you probably don't even see most of your email. They have a clever way now of of hiding it. They've created these things called uh, junk mail. They've created things that are called social. They've created things called promotional. And, And they're deciding what you should see. So in your top of your email, your inbox, unless you really start going through uh, the promotions and everything else, You're not seeing all your email. I have found important email, important email to me in the spam and junk folder from legitimate places. They they decide that if if they're conservative, it might be junk mail. So you you ought to consider getting another email account. Proton Mail is good. I have accounts that I use through this program, like my address, Bob at Truth to ponder truth the number two ponder.com we're not 
we're not throwing away your mail. Let me tell you one of the things that I, I find rather sad today. It's sad when in order to find real news about your own country and politics, you have to look sometimes to reporters overseas. Now, as I talked about on the program yesterday, the American media is in the tank for an anti-American ideology. And they wouldn't understand any longer because of their reprobate mind what truth is. The concept of truth they have has been converted by their large paychecks. The truth is not in them. And most of them invested their careers in now perpetuating lies, which with that reprobate mind they think are true. I said it last Thursday that with a few exceptions, just like justice journalism is dead in the United States. Outlets like MSNBC, CNN primetime, there's no truth left. It's all, it's all lies and, 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 and propaganda. The same kind of indoctrination garbage going on in our public schools and colleges. Even overseas, many of the news outlets are, are just terrible. The BBC in the UK is a great example. As they're equally as disgusting as CNN and the garbage we have here in the United States. They also color their stories with a single leftist narrative. And, and even just like CNN, that condescending tone as they talk down to their viewers. I have several listeners to this program via podcast in Australia. And some have from time to time sent me some clips from Sky News host uh, Chris Smith. And, and in a recent in a recent uh, news story that he did, uh, Chris Smith expressed some serious concerns about President Joe Biden's mental capacity. This was posted about you know, a little over a week ago. You remember when Joe Biden was at the G7, they caught him kind of wandering around, lost in a cafe in England and and a few other little problematic issues here. Here's that clip from from Sky News host Chris Smith. Well, we ignore at our peril the weak leadership in America. And we're now seeing the consequences of this around the world. Myanmar, Hong Kong, Taiwan. And I will say something later about France. President Biden addressed a joint session of Congress today. This bloke is without shame. He hailed the COVID-19 vaccines distributed across the United States as a dose of hope. That hope, Mr. Biden, was launched on Trump's watch. Trump ordered millions of vaccines before anyone thought of it. Only last week, Biden was telling the world in a virtual summit on climate change, and note Biden wearing a mask, the only one, but the world's biggest polluter, if carbon dioxide is pollution, is China. They're promising net zero emissions by 2060, 10 years after our commitment to 2050, when our economies will be trashed. China will reign supreme using our cheap coal. So. A week after the virtual climate summit, Biden had no, rec no direct condemnation today of China's pollution or military aggression. What he said was, quote, in my discussion with President Xi, I told him we welcome the competition. What the hell is that about? We're not looking for conflict, unquote. Well, of course, there will be no conflict. China is playing Biden off a break. Tony Abbott summed it up brilliantly last weekend when he wrote, quote, 
There's been the militarisation of the South China Sea, the bullying of neighbours, even India, the trade boycotts against Australia, the abrogation of the One Country, Two Systems Treaty on Hong Kong, the mass internment of the Uyghurs, and most dangerous for the wider world, the growing belligerence towards Taiwan, a liberal democracy of 25 million people that should not have to submit just because it was part of China more than 100 years and two world wars ago, unquote. And of course, China is militarising ports across our region. It's invaded Taiwan's airspace. What did the leader of the free world have to say in his first address about any of that today? Nothing. And no mention of Israel. With reports in the last 48 hours that former Secretary of State John Kerry, now Biden's climate change czar, dished details of covert Israeli actions to the Iranians. And you mean to say this bloke Biden isn't cognitively delinquent? Have a listen to this, the President of the United States of America. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. With regard to Russia, I know it concerns some of you, but I made very clear to Putin that we're not going to seek excuse me, escalation. Putting Biden in this position of leading the world's democracies is elder abuse. His incoherence is not new, but it surely can't go on. There will have to be a presidential resignation shortly. Listen to this from only a couple of weeks ago. The only way to spare more pain and more loss, the only way these millstones no longer mark our national mourning, these milestones, I should say, no, no longer mark our national mourning. God help me. And then this. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. This is the leader of the free world. How can we believe any self-respecting world leader will take this bloke seriously? Can you imagine what it's like talking to him live? One wag had it right with a meme that was posted on social media that says it all. Hey, Sleepy Joe, I think it'd be less confusing if you just turn the teleprompter around and let us read it for ourselves. Look, it's easy to laugh. This is very, very serious. For example, today, the plight of migrants, the burden they have placed on US resources, which Trump was addressing, not a word. Not a word. But Biden waxed lyrical about the virtue of raising taxes. All these left-wing clots in the Democratic Party don't understand that if you raise taxes on corporations, then those corporations will move offshore and take American jobs with them. All this before we get to the wider issues of foreign policy. As the Republican Senator Lindsey Graham said this week of Biden, and I quote, he's been a disaster on foreign policy. The border is in chaos. The Iranians are off the map. He's opening up negotiations with the Iranian regime and they haven't done a damn thing to change. Afghanistan's going to fall apart. Russia and China are already pushing him around, unquote. Well, someone of significant note is going to have to tap this bloke on the shoulder and tell him he's got to go. The tragedy is the replacement is Kamala Harris, as big a disaster. Her own party didn't want her in the runoff for the Democratic nomination. She received 2% of the vote. If we don't think the free world is in a mess, we are bad students of the current international situation. And guess what?
He is absolutely correct. All during the campaign last year, they kept Joe Biden away from any place he could make a huge mistake and get caught. The media, oftentimes, only a few outlets would ever let you hear anything that Joe Biden had to say that wasn't carefully edited, filtered, altered, whatever the case may be. They did. They literally would never let you hear him make a mistake. It was not in their best interest. Even today, even after being inaugurated, even now that we're in a hundred and some odd days of this presidency, it seems like a million days, we still have issues with Joe Biden trying to read from a teleprompter, having to use little flashcards he keeps in his pocket, and he gets easily confused. And see, the media kept saying, there's nothing wrong with the guy. He's just fine. You know, back when Reagan was running for president, they were all worried about, he's an old man. He's an old guy, and he'll never make it. I mean, he's going to have dementia, Alzheimer's, something. Yet, at the time that Reagan ran in 1980 and again in 1984, there were no visible signs of him having those kind of cognitive issues. He was able to to talk off the cuff and make a decent speech and make sense in a press conference. He didn't have to always rely on on little cards, notes, or or a teleprompter, or for his aides to come to his rescue when something went wrong. Listen to how Joe Biden just answering some simple questions in a press conference, his mind wanders. So the best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh, sing me, Miss Kim. Can you imagine putting on your TV set on CNN with like uh, Chris Cuomo or uh, Don Lemon or anybody else, Trapper, whatever his name is, and and Situation Room with 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 uh, with Blitzer. If President Trump had ever had a press conference like that, they'd be beating the drum every five minutes with that audio clip for a whole 24-hour cycle. And anyone like it, they could find. Even if he only did it once, they would continue to push the fake narrative. Just like when he was speaking at West Point, coming down a metal ramp with uh, that was just pure metal in the rain, Oh, he's walking slowly. He's wearing leather shoes. Could turn into, you know, a skating arena real fast. But no, they would go after him, but never Biden. Never Biden, because these syphilis-brained, retrobate-mind individuals have no soul and have no conscience in telling you the truth. The other day, I happened to catch this 
on TV, this clip I'm about to play. It's only a few seconds. Joe Biden is talking. He didn't make a whole lot of sense. And then there was this very long pause. So I found the clip and the pause was really, really long, long enough with the exception of about two seconds to fit in something in the middle of his long pause. Take a listen. <laughs> Answer the first question. <laughs> I'm laughing, too. They actually. Uh, well, look, I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, uh, the answer is, I believe he is in the past essentially acknowledge that he was uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. Do you understand the seriousness of this? I have no doubt in my mind that Joe Biden is nothing more than a puppet president. A puppet president. Let me say it again. He's a puppet president. He's not really in charge. He always looks around to to find out what he's supposed to be doing. When he signed all those executive orders on his first day in the White House, did he even know what was in them? Honestly, I don't think that he did. I'm not even sure how much Kamala Harris knows about what is going on. I think she is kind of a puppet as well. If you look at this election in 2020, Trump should have won it. And I really believe that he did. And somehow, with better planning this time in multiple states, using the pandemic, I think the getting the fraudulent votes in was a done deal. I am still convinced 100% that the reason Hillary Clinton did such a lousy job campaigning in 2016 is she knew that there were certain states that are a given that she's going to win. She's going to get New York. She's going to get California. She, she's going to get Massachusetts. She's going to get Illinois. You go down the list. There are certain states, Washington, Oregon. She's going to get those. New Jersey, Vermont. You can count on them. And all you needed at that point in 2016 are a handful of swing states. Swing states like Ohio, Michigan, even though they have a Democrat governor, it's really close there, so it can go either way, Wisconsin. And another swing state, Florida. And so they had planned it to get Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin. That would be enough, even if she didn't get Florida, to win the election. But she lost the swing states. She lost Florida. Of course, Florida now is hard to cheat in because of what happened in 2000. There's a lot more, shall we say, it takes a lot of finagling and nonsense, which only happened like in Broward County, maybe Palm Beach, the two basket case counties. And... Outside of those two counties, Florida has not had any issues of voting since 2000. 
And so Hillary legitimately lost Florida. But there wasn't quite enough cheating in Pennsylvania, you know, in in Philadelphia or maybe Detroit or maybe Milwaukee and Wisconsin or Cleveland or Cincinnati and Ohio. And she lost those swing states, not by huge amounts, but she lost. And Trump became president. He was a disruptor. No wonder Hillary was throwing stuff at people the night of the election, screaming in anger that we're all going to hang if they ever figure out what we tried to pull. She thought it was in the bag. I think she's crooked enough, honestly, by the way she's acted in public life, to have been aware that there were things in motion to ensure her coronation in January of 2017. And that's why she never could admit that she lost, because she had it figured out that they were supposed to supposed to have won. And now you got the puppet in there, Biden. Mark my words, he'll be a one-term president if he lasts a full term, for whatever reason. Kamala Harris was the worst of all the Democrat candidates coming out of the starting gate. Even worse than... Then what's her name from Massachusetts? I keep trying to forget her name. Pocahontas. Lyle Waffa. But, you know, there's something telling about Kamala Harris. We've got to go to a break here in a moment. I want you to listen to this short clip, also from Sky News, pointing out that any time that she's stuck for an answer, especially when it comes to the border crisis, All Kamala can do with any question she cannot answer is she just laughs. Now, I showed you earlier in the week how U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris had visited Guatemala. She'd visited Guatemala, I should say. And she tried to talk tough on border protection, having ridiculed Donald Trump's border wall, of course, and ended its construction. The Democrats have triggered a border crisis with illegal immigrants swarming north and swamping authorities across the southern border of the US, the border with Mexico. So as I showed you, the vice president was suddenly in Central America talking tough, warning people not to head north. You won't be let across the border, she said. Fascinating stuff, if a little predictable. Border protection is Kamala Harris's special responsibility. And look at how she performed in an interview about that trip. At some point, you know, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. And I haven't been to Europe. And I I don't I don't understand the point that you're making. Whenever she's stuck for an answer, she just laughs. It's not funny. She hasn't even been to the border to see the crisis that she's created and the human trauma she needs to repair. Former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations and possible Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley zeroed in. This is embarrassing. I don't know what the problem is. Clearly, she's fearful. But Kamala Harris was given one job, one job, and that was to deal with the border. And any leader knows you can't fix what you can't see. She hasn't been on the ground. She hasn't talked to Border Patrol. She doesn't know what is happening there. So she says she wants to go to the root cause. And then she brings up Europe. 
No one has given her the job of Europe. She's got the job of the border. And I appreciate that she's gone to Guatemala. I appreciate she's gone to Mexico. You know why? Because both of those leaders said that the Biden administration is the reason that they're having all these problems at the border. Yep, it is a crucial issue in humanitarian terms and, of course, in political terms. And one other point, those two women, Kamala Harris and Nikki Haley, doing battle, one of them might just be the first female president of the United States. Okay, once again, that clip is from Sky News. And like I say, it's it's kind of sad that uh, some people on the international scene see it better than 90% of the media in the United States. They see it for what it is. Corruption, stupidity, compromise. That's what it is, my friend. We went over on this segment, I know, and I want to thank you for listening so far. Got a lot more in the other side. Some other stories you may not be hearing anywhere else you need to hear. If you believe in the work we're doing here, let me know. I want to remind you we have a website, truththenumber2ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com there you can find all of our radio programs our podcast you can also find links to where to find the program on on shortwave radio and you also now have a link to listen to our 24 hour a day seven day a week truth to ponder radio network that features this program plus some great christian music i hope that you'll avail yourself of listening that is truth the number two ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com if you feel led to help us pay for airtime to keep this ministry going let me give you our mailing address before we go to this break very simple truth to ponder any check can be made to ancient word radio that's ancient word radio and we're 21 berkshire b-e-r-k-s-h-i-r-e 21 berkshire lane number 263 That's our secure box number 263 in Sky Valley. Two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The anonymous masterpiece. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now the book of Hebrews is such an awesome, majestic, heavy, powerful book filled with such things as Melchizedek, Yom Kippur, the warriors of faith, the Sabbath, the priesthood, all sorts of things, a masterpiece of the Spirit. And yet, if you ask believers who wrote it, the book of Hebrews, they'll give you all sorts of different answers. Some think Paul did, some say Apollo, some say others. The fact is, we don't know who wrote it. The person who wrote the book of Hebrews never put their name on it anyway. Imagine being the vessel to write such an awesome book, one of the greatest influential books in world history, but never putting your name on it. But you know, it all goes together. You know, Maybe it's because the writer never put his name on it that the book is so awesome. You see, too often our name gets in the way of our walks and of the masterpieces of the spirit that God wants to do in our lives. Too often we have to get credit and appreciation and thanks and approval. And yet it's written that a true Jew is one whose praise is not from man, but from God. That's for you who are born again. It's also written in scripture that your words are to be as the words of scripture. It's also written that your life is to be a living epistle. So if that's the case and your words and life are to be like scripture, then let it be like the book of Hebrews. Get your name out of the way. Get your ego out of that picture. Get into the joy of doing everything you do just for the smile and approval of God and for his glory 
not yours. Then your motives will be pure. Your works will be of heaven. Your life will be a masterpiece with no name but the name of God. Want more? Ask for the book of Hebrews. Now imagine being plugged into a special line that let you know future events, the news behind the news, biblical prophecy, updates on Israel, and what you need to know as an end-time believer, plus teachings and strength for every day of your week, and the incredible mystery of the temple doors, all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's all you do. Just dial one 800 Yeshua one. You'll be so blessed, but call now one eight hundred Y E S H U A one. I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way, from Moscow to Madagascar, even Jerusalem. Just call now one eight hundred Yeshua one. That's Y E S H U A one. Or you can write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. Just write to The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Roe HaTov, The Good Shepherd. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Went a little long on that first segment, but I wanted to just kind of clear the air and just remind you, if you're in the United States or anywhere else in the free world, what you're up against in our leadership. I believe that the news media willingly lied. I believe the election, they used the pandemic to, shall we say, do some funny business where they could get away with it. And there are certain places in this country that getting away with it happens all the time. So the political leadership right now in the United States is pretty dismal. And I wonder from day to day, from time to time, Will we make it to 2022 or 2024? Between the pandemic, between the fear-mongering, between the vaccine, between everything that I see going on, I worry. I know I shouldn't worry, but I worry from the standpoint, have I done the things that I need to do to get the word out to people like you? I recognize that, that I can only do so much. And I try to do the best that I can. And I want to thank those of you that have been with me since the very beginning of this daily radio program. It's not an easy job, but I'm glad that I can be one of many voices out there that can help you in finding the truth that we all need to to find to understand. Number one, I come from a faith-based side. In other words, I have a Christian worldview. There are a lot of folk out there talking about, oh, it must be the end of the world. This must be the great tribulation. The rapture is right around the corner. What me worry? I can't find anything in history that said the church had the attitude of, we don't have to do anything because when it gets bad, we're out of here. That's something rather new. And I think it has been damaging to the Christian faith. Not being prepared for the things that God has given in his word His promises, he'll take care of us, he'll see us through, but we need to be trusting upon him 
and we need to be working in his vineyard now. One of the things that makes it more difficult than maybe just a couple of years ago is how we connect and communicate. Technology has got some great advantages. You know, when radio came out 100 years ago, AM radio, it was a major move forward in getting instantaneous communication to people instead of waiting for a newspaper or the Pony Express. Imagine what it was like in the United States before the telegraph. It would take weeks to get news from Washington to anywhere else, maybe months. Over the years, our technology has improved, and we rely on it more and more each day. Electricity, radio, television, now the Internet. Technology is a great thing, but can also be used against us. And I want to throw this word out and make sure you understand technocracy. Technocracy. Now, that's inherently a technical society that is run through social engineering. And fear is one of its manipulative tools. You know, we hear these terms tossed about. When, when you talk about the pandemic or you talk about climate change, you talk about anything. There are two things they throw at you, those that are trying to control you. They'll use the word science. Follow the science. We follow the science. And if you disagree with our science, then you're anti-science which is actually kind of strange considering that there are very few absolutes in science, especially when you're guessing. So anytime you go against the idea of climate change, you're anti-science because don't you know the science is settled? Al Gore told us so. Bill Clinton told us so. Some professor back in the 1990s told us so. And those same people made predictions, as I remind you regularly that have yet to come true a lot of things were supposed to happen by 2015 never did they were predicted back in 1990 25 years before you know it's always safe to say we have 10 years left before we have a catastrophe in 30 years from now or 50 years from now and i've been hearing that for 50 years we have 10 years left and every major prediction never comes true You know it and I know it. We'll talk a little bit tomorrow about what I call the marriage of two cousins, one being COVID, the other being climate change. The two are interrelated. It's kind of like, you know, cousins marrying. It's going to have some bad children. I'm just telling you, be prepared. The only science that matters today to the technocrats are the ones they deem to be true. No matter how much evidence you can find, legitimate evidence against the phony science, you'll be censored by big tech. You know, for a whole year, the virus came from a natural source, a bat. And somebody ate that bat. And that person got infected. And came to a wet market in Wuhan. The story gets more and more ridiculous every time they try to retell it. Don't, well, don't think about that 
virology lab here in Wuhan. That would have nothing to do with it, even though it's a level four lab, even though experts said uh, (laughs) a leak from this lab was inevitable at some point. Ignore all that. Ignore that debunked science, those debunked claims. That's the great word, debunk, debunk, debunk. And Facebook's or fascist books, factless, feckless fact checkers or factless checkers, they're all paid by big pharma and government and agencies that don't really care about you. If we allow this censorship to continue, the end result's going to be nothing short of devastation. We've got to keep pushing for transparency, truth, even medical freedom and personal liberty, and yes, our right to privacy. Our, our right to privacy. We already most of us give it away anyway. In the, even I, I know that through anything I've ever done on Google, they know what I search. They know every email I've ever written because they read my email. That's why I don't put anything important in my Gmail. I do not use Google Documents because they'll read your documents. Read the fine print. All that free stuff is up to them to decide what to do with it. That's how they can market things to you. We've got to understand that fear, the fear we feel is oftentimes cleverly and carefully manufactured. It's hard to get free from its grip. And once we can no longer believe the lies being put before us, the engine that drives fear and panic eventually pushes all of us over the edge. We've seen it in this pandemic. People that are getting these vaccines that they believe will make them corona-proof, they're still wearing a face mask in a pool by themselves or riding a bike. One of the biggest problems we face today is what I call deplatformania. That's my that's my term, deplatformania. You have people being kicked off Twitter all the time if they say the wrong thing against the wrong thing. There's a group called America's Frontline Doctors. Now, they're an organization made up of, well, real doctors, by the way. They've been promoting treatments that have proven themselves to work throughout this pandemic. I'm telling you, these are real doctors. They're not quacks. They're real MDs with real practices, with real good ratings from their patients, and they have used things like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin D, all these things out there that work, which if we ever acknowledge they do work in relieving the symptoms of COVID-19, that would undo the emergency authorization for the vaccines because they're not approved by the FDA. They only have an emergency use right now, and we've never done the study, so we don't know what's going to happen to people that have taken it six months or a year or two years from now. Most vaccines take about 10 to 12 years before they ever are proven safe, and most never make it through those that process. So why just this one? America's frontline doctors have a website that they should have known better. They were using Amazon web services, web host services, and Amazon gave them four days to take it down or they would take it down and cancel them. They sent him an email saying that uh, we wanted to reach out about your project and the project hosting misinformation about vaccines. 
It's objectionable to us. So you must leave our platform in four days. And their team had to work around the clock to get that done. I remind you, using free services and any of the tech tyrant services, that includes Amazon, Google, Yahoo, any of them, you're putting yourself at risk. I do not host this website with any of the tech tyrants. I am kind of stuck with the podcast. I've got to be careful. One of these days, I'll probably lose where I'm at, at least one of the two. I'm currently at Edify with this podcast, Anchor, which pushes it out. I know that someday it's going to get, you know, it's going to be canceled. I know it. This fear is being used, honestly, in my opinion, for the last year and a half, governments around the world, with few exceptions, have fed their citizens a steady diet of frightening news. For months on end, you couldn't turn on the TV without seeing the ticker tape of death and hospitalizations and cases. St. Kitts and Nevis, I have a friend down there. They've locked down again because of their fear of the coronavirus. And I'm looking, I think one person died in the last 18 months in in St. Kitts. But they're going to lock down because they have cases. Well, are these real cases or are these PCR-created cases with no symptoms? And we all have to be afraid of the asymptomatic, which doesn't really exist. Information that would have balanced out the bad news like recovery rates. We'd never heard about it. Those that recover because of taking some of these protocols, that was, you know, censored. There's a great plan to reset our world, economically and on every level. Notice that the pandemic was used to shut down churches very heavily, more than anything else. Liquor stores, these, you know, the, the marijuana shop, it stayed open. The big box stores, Amazon, made extra billions in profits. As Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum has stated, this is not something I'm making up. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Now, there's another news story coming out. And you have to wonder, you know, will it be this week or next week that we hear about this? You know, spurred on by a media campaign launched by a Pentagon whistleblower, the U.S. government is starting to indicate that it has been lying about the evidence they have of the existence of UFOs. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before, Now, call me a bit of a skeptic, but sometimes the timing of things makes me just a wee bit suspicious. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that I have no qualms with the idea that we are not the only civilization, the only life forms in the universe. I'm not going to be as arrogant to say that it's an impossibility. But between the pandemic, the great global reset, the fear of climate change... I sometimes wonder if all these things are just thrown at us by an organized group to keep us constantly looking hither and fro. Kind of like the believers are warned 
not to be thrown by every little wind of doctrine, not every little prophecy that somebody has. If somebody says, oh, the Christ is in the desert, or he's in the mountains, or he's coming, you don't listen. And I really believe that we're being put on misinformation overload. Let me say that again. We're being put on misinformation overload. I don't doubt that some of these phenomena seen over decades may possibly be real and could very well be true. I would never go to say that it's impossible. But I think we need to really begin to understand some of the potential motives and timing. Let me give you some thoughts. The prophet Ezekiel described a vision of God that appeared to him by the shores of the Shebar River about 600 years before Christ ever walked on this earth. Strange creatures with four wings and four faces appeared in the air amid the clouds and fire. Accompanying the creatures were machines of unknown purpose, described by Ezekiel as wheels within wheels, maybe hoops within hoops, with mysterious eyes all around their periphery. Hmm. In Ezekiel chapter 1, let's read, beginning at the sixth verse. Now, I know a lot of you prefer the King James, but I'm going to read it from the NASB. I've compared the two, and I think it, it still comes out the same, and I want you to listen very carefully. As I look, this is the prophet Ezekiel writing. Behold, a high wind was coming from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing intermittently and a bright light around it. And it's midst like gleaming metal in the midst of fire. Within it, there were figures resembling four living beings. And this was their, uh, their appearance. They had human form. Each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight and their feet were like a calf's hoof. And they sparkled like polished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, were human hands. For these, the faces and wings of the four of them, their wings touched one another. Their faces did not turn when they moved, and each went straight forward. As for the form of their faces, each had a human face. All four had the face of a lion on the right, and the face of the bull on a left, on their left. And they also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. Their wings were spread out above. Each had two touching each other and two covering their bodies. Each went straight forward. Whenever the spirit was about to go, they would go. Without turning as they went, in the midst of the living being, there was something that looked like burning coals of fire, like, like torches moving among the living beings. The fire was bright and lightning was flashing from the fire. And the living beings ran back and forth like bolts of lightning. Now, if you read this passage of Scripture, you can read it in any version. It pretty well comes out the same, this description from Ezekiel. This is a prophet that never saw rockets or televisions or computers. Didn't see any of that in his lifetime. He watched these things settle to the ground briefly, then rise up. The only apparent function was to accompany the winged creatures were, were, whose movements they, they shadowed. And like somebody pointed out and talked to me, he said, Bob, could this be possibly 
aliens in, in spacecrafts? Could these be angels flying on wheels in the skies above? I'm going to try to find some people to bring on the radio program to, to help us out to understand what is going on. This report that's going to come out oh, around the 25th of this month, so they say, I'm sure like many others is going to be, it's going to be late. But the timing is 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 got me suspicious. Americans have, of course, long been fascinated about what their government knows about UFOs. Back in the '90s, remember that program uh, with Agent Mulder? Uh, I can't even think of the title. All of a sudden, it just escapes my mind. FBI agents chasing down these these things we don't know about. The issue gained momentum a few years back. The New York Times reported on a $22 million defense program established back in 2007, which was pushed by then-Democrat leader of the Senate, Harry Reid, known as Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. It was designed to examine military encounters with UAPs, kind of like the new word for UFOs, you know, this happened back in the 1990s when people were obsessed by UFOs. It would have shaken the public, I think. But today it barely runs much above the news of the day. During the first year of the Trump administration, they were all so busy being, you know, foaming at the mouth, screaming, Russia, Russia, Russia. President Joe Biden, who really never does news conferences and ignores the press, has successfully dodged any attempts to get him to even make a make a, make any statement about it. He, he once said that President Obama says there is footage and records of objects in the sky, and he says he doesn't know anything more about it. And when a reporter asked him a while back, what do you think? He said, well, ask Obama. He, he doesn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. There's a lot of incidents out there, a lot we need to probably pay attention to, but also be prepared to understand that between climate change, coronavirus, space aliens, they're, they're trying to cover up what I think is impending doom in terms of our economic situation. Are we ready? Are you prepared for the days that are, that are coming ahead of us? We're coming into a very different time. It's obvious that our leaders will lie to us without hesitation. Joe Biden has a 50-year track record. He doesn't even know how to tell the truth anymore. We will pick this up later this week. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider a small financial gift to keep us on the air? Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. And the name of our ministry, our parent ministry, is Ancient Word Radio. Until tomorrow, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world